Welcome to the magic in daily endurance. I'm your host, Jesse Meister, coming to you this season from Canada. What if you could integrate the tools necessary to raise your vibration and change your life? This show will help you overcome your challenges, step into your power, and become the true badass you're meant to be. Join me as I chat with friends of mine that have dove deep into their shadow to see the light and are now ready to share their stories. This is the magic in daily endurance. Hello world and welcome back to another episode of the Magic in Daily Endurance. Today I have Caitlin Micah. She is a beautiful goddess that we have been swerving in and out of one another's lives within the interwebs for the past probably, oh my goodness, it's probably almost six months by now. And I am so excited to have her with me on the podcast today. Caitlin is a confidence and clarity coach, author, and speaker. Welcome to the Magic in Daily Endurance, Caitlin. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, I'm excited. You are officially the first podcast that I've talked about the book on. So oh. um, very, very excited for that. Yep. I just got <laughs> the, the chills already. <laughs> the podcast debut. Yep. This is amazing. I'm so happy. I'm honored to like be the person to present this to the world for you. I love oh. it. Amazing. So the first question I ask all the guests that come on, um, because no one ever has the same answer is morning rituals routines do you have any and would you like to share I do I do um I would love to share um because I believe that the morning routine is paramount in creating magic um the book probably wouldn't have happened without the morning routine and so many other countless things that that I could go into and that's a long conversation on its own so yes my um morning routines start with um I wake up I in the it's funny because in the spring and the winter they're a little different just like the locations of them in the winter I have a um closet that I've transformed into what I call the zen den and I usually spend the first hour and a half to two hours of the day in the Zen Den um, and walking. So um, a combination of those are, are moving in some way. Um, so I meditate for 30 minutes. Uh, 30 minutes is my minimum these days. Um, I used to do, I started out meditation with like guided tracks and soundtracks. Um, I've recently started meditating in silence. Um, which has been amazing. I am a big believer, especially in the morning in listening to silence because you can work through so many different thoughts and get to this place where you're like really listening to the PRU. So that's like a a really, really big thing for me is to listen to silence in the morning. Um, I always stretch um, just to really like reconnect my body to notice where I'm feeling certain sensations, where I might have tightness, where I want to work through that in my body. Um, And then I do something creative. So whether that's writing, um, I love coloring books. So sometimes I use my adult coloring books and um, they're fun just to have like the colored pencils and uh, big things that I, I like to do when I was a kid, go back to 
um, this morning routine is to do some kind of connection there. Um, and then I usually go for a walk. If it's anything that's acceptable to be outside, I walk outside. Um, I will walk in the snow. I will walk in the rain. Um, there was one, one year or one day last earlier this year that I had like ice crystals on my eyelashes when I got back and I was like, all right, maybe that was a little extreme. Um, but for the most part, I love to walk outside. I think that that is, um, right in line with the listening to silence for me, um, where I can go leave for a walk and have a million thoughts swirling. And by the time I get home, I have resolved the world. It feels like so, um, so yeah, walks are really, really big for me too. I do have, um, recently got a, uh, walking treadmill desk that I will use at work. And then um, also like if the weather is really, really bad then or really, really extreme, I won't use the word bad. Um, it I'll take the, or I'll walk on the treadmill instead, but that's really big for me too, is to get some, get some steps in, in the morning. Mm-hmm. So how long have you been doing this routine? Um, or like, when did you start? July. So, um, your episode with Matt Gardner, it actually started in one of his programs because um, oh, he's wow. that he introduces that in his programs. And that's when, I mean, before that, I was doing like loose morning routines and meditating, but that like was really when I solidified it as like, I'm going to do this daily and it's going to become consistent. So, and that has like made a big, big change in how I move about my life. So what has been the biggest thing that you've noticed since you implemented it? calmness for Mm. sure um it's my days are a lot more calm a lot less of like that uh roller coaster feeling um and I really believe that it's because I take the time to listen to myself and to like deal with like those thoughts instead of jumping right into work and pushing them all down or pushing them away and being like I don't have time for this or because I used to be like I mean a year and a half two years ago I was like a roll out of bed and go to work kind of person and inconsistently I would do things in the morning um like a few months I'd get up and work out early right or and but this is definitely the longest time that it's been consistent and it's been so nice you know I used to have this this thought of like calm is boring and it's not it's calmness and peace is like the most exciting amazing thing so and then I do um do have some stuff that I do in the evening now I usually read before bed um I at least do 10 minutes of silence um, it's a, a little bit more like loose at night, but I do those, those things at least, um, just to make sure that I give myself that time to resolve. And sometimes those, those silent meditations go longer at night, depending on the days, because it's very, very important to me now to listen to myself. I think I've said that five times already. And <laughs> there's a reason for that because I didn't necessarily give myself that time before. So, Yeah like trusting your intuition and actually giving yourself that space to honor yourself. Yeah. And I mean, that's why I've, I've written a book because I was listening and it, I, it kept coming up. Right. And those like mm-hmm. silent meditations, like the things that I've now done are things that I put off or like would have whispers, but wouldn't listen to. And mm-hmm. now it was like, I gave myself the time and I, I was hearing it and it was like, okay, I'm going to do it because this, these are the things that I keep hearing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's amazing. That's amazing. And uh, so is that where your your book was birthed from? <laughs> definitely. Um, definitely. I actually, um, I talked about writing my book in 
early, well, maybe more like mid 2021. Mm-hmm. And I didn't do it. Um, it was like, yeah, I'm going to do it. And I made an outline and, um, you know, it, it was one of those things where like, I was still kind of bouncing between things and not really giving myself the time to figure out what I really wanted to do. And, um, yeah. And so when I started, it really did. It was like those, those routines that the book was birthed through and that it's similar to the outline, um, that I wrote, wrote originally. And then it's a little bit different. Um, obviously more life happened, more experiences happened, more growth happened. So it changed a bit. Um, and, uh, it is still very much like the book I always wanted to write. Mm-hmm. And I'm so happy that it happened when it did, because it feels very like in flow, right time. I would sit down and I'd be like, oops, I just wrote 10,000 words. Like, um, I wrote the whole book in like two and a half months. You know, I had a goal to have it done by the end of March and it was done in the beginning of January or the manuscript was done in the beginning of January. So, um, yeah, it very much. And I mean, that morning routine was such a part of it. Like that creative writing space was a lot longer than, you know, the 15, 20 minutes that it always is. It was, you know, I would sit down and be like lost for two hours in it and then come out and just be in such a great flow. So it, it like became like, I don't want to say an addiction, but it was very like a, a huge calling to me to like sit and write. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So the moment you're in what like what is it about tell tell me the story behind the story sure so yeah um there's there's a few different things that went into it um I wanted to share my story I wanted to put myself out there and I'm getting more into sharing on social media um and it just felt like I wanted a more a different way to do it. Like it just, when I would try to share in video, I would, it wasn't where I was at at the time. And, um, I always liked writing. I mean, from the time I was a kid, I would write poems on people's birthdays. Like it was such a, a big thing for me. So I, you know, realized that I wanted to write the book and the book starts with my story and it's my story from childhood. It's my story of being a highly sensitive person and not knowing it for the first 33 years of my life. Um, it is my story of feeling things and feeling different and feeling misunderstood and, um, how I transformed and how I learned and, um, the things that, you know, the, the rock bottom moments are in there and you're, you're going to get all those details. And, um, yeah, it was something that like, I, there were fears that I kept pushing through and kept writing and kept writing. And, um, yeah, the story, the story part of it is very, very special to me because it was something that like, I felt like I couldn't share for so long. And like, mm-hmm. I was embarrassed of or ashamed of certain parts of it. And, um, being able to like find my voice through writing was really, really big. So it starts with my story, um, through childhood. Uh, I go through teenage years, college, um, and then after college and then into like now, um, and it goes through all the, you know, trials, tribulations, living as my victim, um, into how I became my own hero. So that is the story part of it. That's almost the first half of the book is the first chapter, um, broken down into subsections. And then from there, I go through the tools that I learned. So I talk about 
the realization when you start to realize like, this is not the way I want to live. Well, okay. then how do you want to live? I talk about nourishment and how I've redefined what nourishment is to me. Um, I talk about movement and how I've redefined movement in my life. I've talked about um, recreating myself, redefining relationships and um, learning to allow what's there to be there um, and to move with it instead of fighting against it. Mm. Um, And these are all chapter titles. Like, so there's, um, I think I'm going to name the ones I said in there. Allow is a chapter, redefine is a chapter, recreate is a chapter, realization is a chapter, um, words, movement. I skipped breath, breath. I can't believe I skipped breath. Um, breath is like one of my, again, favorite things. I was definitely a shallow chest breather, um, learning how to intentionally breathe and taking that time in the mornings. That's another one with the morning routine and go backwards here for a second. Um, okay. is that getting that breath under control for the day mm-hmm. changes everything, everything. And that goes, you know, helps with that whole calmness thing too. Um, so yeah, so that's been, that's, that's pretty much the book in a nutshell. It's very much, um, like not linear. It's not like do this, then this, then this, then this. And that's how I found my presence. It's like, Mm -hmm. these are the things that I've implemented daily. There is no linear, even like healing journey. I use, I use the term healing journey a lot. And at the same time, it's still like, it is a journey. And at the same time, it's, there's no end to it for me. Like I am continually, I talk about this too. Oh, there's a chapter called expand as well. And I'm continually expanding. Like, I don't believe that the most expanded person in the world is done expanding. Like we're here to grow. We're here to learn. We're here to, that's the point to me now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's it. Oh, I can't wait till it's out. (laughs) Me neither. (laughs) I can wait. I I will patiently wait and I will purchase it as soon as it is out. (laughs) I'm very excited for it to be out. Yes. I agree. Let's adapt the conversation. (laughs) Yeah. We can, we can translate in real time. Yeah. Speaking of uh, Enlifted, you're also a level two Enlifted coach. I am. I am. Yeah. There are, there are uh, lots of Mark England references in the book. So, um, and quotes and yeah. Um, So yeah. So that's another thing that that you'll pick up on and and look for and you'll be like, yeah, that's straight, straight from Enlifted because Enlifted (sighs) changed my life for sure. Like I was on a very different path and Mm -hmm. very different I mean, I started as a client and um, it was more about my internal work. I didn't, I had no intention to, of being a coach when I was introduced into the Enlifted world and then uh, changed my life so much. And I, I, I really like took to it and was like translating, you know, like in the, be- the beginning of my Enlifted journey, I was translating like Pinterest quotes oh, I know. Uh, right. <laughs> and I, yeah, yeah the inspirational quotes that are on the internet and I would like cross out all everything mm. rewrite them and um yeah words words really like it, it just made so much sense to me and at the same time like I had no awareness of it before mm-hmm. so yeah words and breath I mean both both chapters in the book and that's that's what lifted changed for me so uh, of many things right how did you find and lifted then through my brother so okay. my brother's Chase, um, on an, it was on an earlier episode and, um, yeah, I was going through a, uh, this little bit of sneak peek of the book, but I was going through a really, really rough time. Um, really tough time with just life and, 
um, stress and it was 2020. So obviously there was a lot going on in the world at that point. And my drinking was, um, heavy and, um, yeah, I had, I'm not going to give too much away, but I had a really rough time. And my brother, uh, asked me if I wanted a story work coach. And I said, I don't know what that is. And yes, I will try whatever, whatever works for you or whatever is suggested to me or recommended to me at that point. Um, I was working with a therapist at that point and, um, you know, like in the sessions I would leave and I would feel a little bit better and then the pressure would build again. And I, I was not going after the root. And then Chase actually reached out to Mark. So I worked with Mark for a little bit and, oh, wow. um, yeah, um, heck of an introduction. <laughs> it was yeah, no kidding. Obviously. Go straight for the big legs. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, that was, that was amazing. And, he, you know, obviously I learned a ton and it was just life-changing and that, that introduction to it, like, it was like, obviously you're working with someone who's super, super passionate about it. Mm -hmm. And, um, yeah, I just, it, it was like overnight and I had never found something that I changed overnight. Like that whole, you can't change overnight. Mm. Not real because I did. Yeah. And I, I'm continuing to grow. You can't heal fully overnight. Sure. Fine. Um, you can change overnight. You can for sure. Uh, I love that um, this is bringing up because I was also in talk therapy before I found coaches. So for you, what did you see the difference between like talk therapy and then finally working with a coach? Because I know my own experience. I'm just curious what yours was. Yeah, um, there's a there's a few different things in there. One coaching, it felt like I was talking to another person who had been there. Mm. Like I was talking to another person who wanted to help because they had experienced things. Mm -hmm. When I talked to a therapist, there was a, like almost a pity mm. or like a, like a, a, that like patient doctor relationship, like where it was like, I'm above you and you're here. Coaching was like, we're collaborating and you're driving, even if anything, you're driving the bus and I'm just here to help guide you and make you look at things or help you look at things a little bit differently. Mm -hmm. um, coaching didn't try to change me. Like, it wasn't like you need to do this and this and this to be happy. It was like, you need to, I learned very quickly, like I can be happy. And then this, this, and this fall in line. Yeah. Like it, I was living in such a way of like, do this, do that, do this. And now, and you don't like, for me, like, that's like the biggest thing I want to teach is like, you don't have to do anything. All you have to do is like make this choice that you're going to start seeing the beauty and looking for the good and speaking affirmatively. And like, it'll change itself. Like it's, it'll become effortless. Yeah. Changing your reality with your, with your mind and your thoughts. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Oh. So I would say that's the main difference is I felt like I had somebody at my side instead of like trying to like break me up. I agree. I'm a big fan of coaches. Like that was when I saw the biggest transformations in my own life. Like talk therapy was great. Cause it got me in the door of like, you need to start looking at this stuff and recognizing it and creating a different reality. And then coaching was when things like skyrocketed because it was a totally different viewpoint. And I was like, holy shit. Like, I don't just have to tell mm -hmm. somebody my shit over and over and over again. I actually get right. to like switch it 
and like (laughs) for sure that's another thing coaching it's like I'm I'm venting and then I still like am walking out with it right like where like coaching helped me clear it Mm -hmm. yeah yeah especially with the unlifted method like it's it'll change your life (laughs) it will it will overnight too overnight just overnight (laughs) yeah Um, so this book is like bringing you into this whole new realm of opportunities as well. Correct. And like, definitely out there. Yeah. I, I believe that a lot of it is the confidence of like, I am putting this out there. Um, so yes, absolutely. Um, and I'm, you know, doing podcasts, talking about it. I'm planning a launch party. It's like, it's wild. The amount of like, Oh, I'm, I'm really like, I'm an author. Um, and it's exciting. And yeah. Um, yeah, like definitely more opportunities to, to speak to coach, um, and in, in different settings too. Like I love one-on-one coaching. I love it. It's like, it's so, I don't even know if fulfilling is the right word. It is fulfilling for me. And it's also like energizing for me. Like, Mm -hmm. When I work with a client and I see them shifting in the way that I've seen myself shifting, it's like the most magical, beautiful thing that like I used it for my own life, right? And like became this new person and allowed myself to shine instead of trying to like hide myself and play small. Um, and then when I see other people and if, if I can help, you know, and I know that I've already done this, if I can help one person take one step closer to loving themselves, I'm good. It's all worth it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and it's, it's been done. So it's like, it's all worth it. Right. Like it's, it's amazing. It's such a beautiful feeling and yeah, I'm doing um, seminars in a flower garden this summer, which I am super excited about. Um, I know I talked about walking. I have not fully conveyed my love for nature and flowers and outdoor beauty yet. Um, so it's very, very on brand that it's going to be outside in a beautiful location. Um, the flower garden is located on a regenerative farm, which is also very on brand for me. So, um, the whole thing is just like, of course, like very much fell into alignment. Um, yeah, so I'm super excited about that. And the whole premise of that, um, I've been working on what, what it's going to entail is to unlearn this fight within ourselves. Mm -hmm. Um, because that's another thing that coaching did for me is like, I, framed it as external and it was always an internal fight. You know, it was always me like, I mean, fight against my body, fight against my thoughts, fight against my emotions. Like I shouldn't have them and I didn't deserve to feel what I was feeling and that I was being over emotional. Um, and to take that and just totally like flip it has been amazing. And th- this goes, I mean, with the words instead is like, Oh, fight for what you want. How about love for what you want? How mm-hmm. about, you know, like, and like all the, the quotes, like, look in the mirror, you are your greatest competition. How about look in the mirror, you are your greatest masterpiece. Mm-hmm. Like, where, where's the difference in those, right? Like, I'm not competing against anybody externally. I'm not competing against myself either. Like, I, the whole, like, be better than who you were yesterday. I get where it came from. That's the growth mindset. Grow from who you were yesterday. Fine. But like, I'm not, I love who I was yesterday. I love who I was 10 years ago, even though I didn't at the time. That person kept going. That person was super strong and went through every day. And I love her. So I'm not competing against anything. I'm shining now. I love that so much. Oh, 
so many nuggets in there that that's great. Um, so what area are you in for anybody in the States that listens that wants to come to your seminar in the summer? Yes. Thank you. I am um, outside of Chicago. So we're in the Northwest suburbs. So the, um, the seminars are in Dundee, if anybody's local listening. Um, and yeah, definitely, uh, come check it out. It's gonna be amazing and beautiful and connecting to nature. And I mean, the day I'm so excited about this. Cause like, I'm like, we could go sit in this garden and breathe mm-hmm. and you're, it's going to, it's an empowerment seminar. Like I don't even have to speak <laughs> for it to be an empowerment seminar. When you bring like, expect, I'm such a believer in this. I just went on a getaway, um, a retreat and, um, you bring women together. It's, it's powerful. Mm-hmm. And especially right. when we stop competing, right? You don't have to. Yeah. Yeah. That one's yeah. huge. Or start collaborating. If you want to translate that one too. <laughs> <laughs> Work together. A hundred percent. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, so I want to touch on the sober thing a little bit. Cause you also yeah. are sober. I am. Um, so what made you quit? Like what brought you to that part of your journey? Sure. So, okay. So in 2020, at the end of 2020, um, I ended up in the hospital for things that I was saying that were, um, a cause for concern of things that I would do to myself. So, um, I was in a very, very dark place. I was definitely using alcohol to numb out the noise in the world and anything that I felt at this point, I really, I mean, I was drinking to celebrate. I was drinking to grieve. I was drinking for stress. Like it was like, like alcohol was really becoming something that like, I didn't even realize how much I was trying to numb. And it goes back to that, like highly sensitive thing. I started doing it in my, you know, young twenties. It had been like probably 10, 12 years of of doing it in a sense, it hadn't been this extreme yet. Um, and it was funny cause like I, I was using it to numb, but then I would get to this place where I would be really dark and it was like, I would show this sadness that I definitely had. Um, maybe not in the extremes that I did when I was drinking, but I definitely had all the time and I wouldn't show it until I was like really, really intoxicated so then it would get written off. It's like, oh, like I, I was just drunk. Like it's, it's not, that's not how I feel. Um, and then it, it just kept getting more and more escalated until I ended up in the hospital. And so after that, I said, I'm going to take six months off of drinking. And I did that. And that's when that was what prompted Chase to reach out to Mark. So mm-hmm. that's when I entered coaching and, um, and I, Stopped drinking for six months. I started, I mean, I, I had a morning routine then. That was one of them that I somewhat fell off of for a couple months. It wasn't like a, a big fall off this time, but like I was getting up, going to the gym at 5.30. I would come home. I would walk like 20,000 steps a day. It was still like a little bit unsustainable, like how much I was doing. Um, and I wouldn't trade it for the world. At that point in my life, it was like exactly what I wanted and needed to do was to like pour myself into myself. Um, so I did that for six months and then, 
Um, I was like, okay, you know, I'm good. I have all these tools. I have this awareness. Um, and I started drinking again and that was, you know, the intention. Um, and for a long time I was like, I wouldn't, I didn't consider it a relapse. And now I definitely am like, I did revert. So yeah, it was a relapse. I mean, even if I intended to do it, I reverted. So I started like losing my awareness again. And there were a couple like oops nights, right. Where it was like, I was definitely drunker than I wanted to be. Um, I had created this whole story of being a party girl and like, I needed to be the fun friend. I needed to be a social butterfly and alcohol helped, helped me with that. Mm. So, um, so yeah, so I went back to that and I was like, you know, the one making like the, the fun cocktails at the party. And like, that was something that just that I, I had fallen into. So I went straight back to the way that I was living before. And, um, yeah. And then we had our, our like second, second wedding. Cause we got married in COVID. So we had the, the postponed big wedding and that was fine. Um, definitely a heavy drinking weekend. Um, and then we had a, um, someone, well, there was just a lot of like really highs and lows. Um, we had a big loss in my family and I was just back on this train roller coaster of high and low emotions. And I was again, confusing what I wanted to feel from what I didn't. And it got to the point where I just didn't want to feel anymore. And I was back to full on numbing again. So in January, I said I was going to do dry January. Um, and I went two weeks and then I ended up going out to lunch and I was like, oh, well, I'm just going to have some wine. So I had wine and then I came home and we were going out that night for a friend's birthday and I kept drinking um, a little bit more like while I was getting ready to go out that night. And then we ended up out till like two o'clock in the morning and it was just like nothing bad happened. Right. Like it was like, I got a little emotional, but like, I was I definitely didn't remember the end of the night. It wasn't like one of those, like, like the, the time when I stopped drinking before, but I woke up the next day and I had the worst Sunday scaries, which, um, is actually was for me, like what I called Sunday scaries was actually crippling anxiety, um, where I like could not get out of bed. I was like, what am I doing? Like, what, what am I doing? How am I back here? How am I doing this again? Um, and so I stopped and it was just like, I'm done. I, this is not who I want to be. Like I am so out of alignment with who I want to be. I'm, I'm, I'm over it. So I stopped and I, you know, really did like, I'm like, I can do this on my own. So for the first couple months, it was like, I went on a vacation three weeks later with my family. Um, I went on a, a weekend trip a couple weeks after that. Um, and then I came back and like, there was some different family events going on. And like, so there was, there was a lot still. And like alcohol was very present in my life. And I was just trying to like live the way I did before, but not drink it. So like, I'm going to the same parties and doing the same things. Um, and yeah, it was, I, I don't think that I was really like wavering. Like it wasn't like when I stopped drinking the second time, 
The drinking was the easiest part to like not take a sip of alcohol. It was the sitting with the feelings. It was the being around it. It was the redefining most relationships in my life as this person that like, I was like that me that I became in my adulthood, like, isn't really me. And the people who knew me as a a child probably relate more to like, probably would say that I'm more like I was as a child now than I am. Like I was myself three years ago. Mm -hmm. Um, because I just totally like, like, I, I, I completely went back to that. And the things that I did then, I love doing them now. And the connection to nature, that was big. And the, the feeling all the feels, except I allow it now. Mm. It's like, I don't push that girl down. I don't say like, no, you're not allowed to feel this. You're not allowed to feel that. Feelings are bad. Emotions are bad. Like, none of it to me is bad. No emotion is bad. We did that. We gave, As humans, we gave that that hierarchy of emotions. And they're all necessary. And, you know, like some of the, what I would have described as worst emotions have taught me the most amazing lessons and helped me grow more than anything. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I love that. So how long has it been that you've been sober completely? Um, so it was a year on January 16th. So like 15 months. Good for you. That's amazing. Yeah. yeah. And I'm not saying drinking's Thank bad. You. If you want to be a drinker, go be a drinker. <laughs> yeah, a hundred percent. And that is, that is, I mean, it's, that's in the book itself. It's like when I went to redefining relationships, like I had for sure judgments of people who I was like, oh, they probably shouldn't drink or, mm-hmm. um, or, you know, like just different, different people in my life. Um, but it's, everybody's on their own journey and just like, I am on my own journey and I don't want anybody to tell me what I should be doing. Um, for the most part, I'm not going to tell anybody else. Like one, it's not, if you're not ready to change. And that's another thing with like coaching, like I love coaching and I'm not going to coach somebody who doesn't ask for it Mm -hmm. because if you aren't asking for it, if you aren't ready for it, um, you're it, the, the likelihood that you're going to resist it and rebel even more against it or tell me that it doesn't work for you or whatever you're going to say is so much higher if you are not open to it. And it's the same thing with, with drinking. It's like that resistance is there. And you know what? There are a lot of people in my life who don't use alcohol to numb mm-hmm. or, you know, or go out and have a couple drinks and, and don't have the same issues that I did with it. And, you know, it's, it's my, I'll say this here. Like I've talked about it. Like I had a a definitely like an emotional eating problem too. And I was working with two different coaches. I was working with one on food and body image. And then I was working with one on alcohol. And um, I got to this point and I was like, you guys, like I, I said to both of them, I had like a call with them like a day apart. And I was like, this is the same thing. Like I'm not, addicted to these things I'm addicted to the numbing to it like I'm not dependent on any of this like I'm I'm these are symptoms of this victim mentality and these stories that I've created Mm -hmm. um and if you know if if that's not you then it doesn't have to be you and yeah Mm -hmm. I love it yeah yeah it'll 100% change your life if that's what you want exactly exactly Like, and for me, just like being able to reconnect with my intuition um, mm-hmm. and trust that is a, is a really big part of it for me too. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Mine like hit when I like really dove deep into my spiritual journey. That's when I was like, I've been wanting to quit drinking for like three years. And now I'm at a point where like, I'm locked in. I can't see my friends. So I'm just gonna like go on this journey. And it's been two years, right? So it's been beautiful. Life changing, friend changing. It is. And And it's, it's so funny because it's like, oh, don't ever, I'm never going to grow up. I'm just going to be like, and now I feel so much closer to like not grown up than I did then. Like, it's like, and it was like, I was saying like, oh, you know, I'm not going to grow up. I'm going to be a party girl and I'm going to, it's better to be, you know, ridiculous than boring and all those quotes. And, um, now I'm like, I am a kid. Like, it's so fun. Like (laughs) I get to be a little kid and I get to have like this innocent, pure, beautiful life. And it's, it's amazing. Mm, I would like to talk more about that. Cause before we hopped on, you're talking about like the inner child stuff, which, um, Mm -hmm. yeah, big fan. Like I have a big teddy bear right beside me right now. My coloring books are over on my shelf and I painted this weekend. Um, yeah. Like tapping into your inner child. Like, what does that look like in your realm? Oh my gosh. Um, (laughs) That's a big question, right? (laughs) It is my day. Like it is so, so, so important to me. Um, I mean, I talk about, this is also in the book many times, like, what did you like to do when you were a child? Mm -hmm. Because that's the connection that you're seeking. Uh, Like that feeling that I wanted food and alcohol to give me when I was using them as a crutch these inner child connections really do. And it's, I mean, walking outside is one in itself. Um, I name the animals in my yard. Like right now it's spring and all the animals are coming back and we have like, I'm not kidding you. Like I live on a small lake. So we have Timmy, the turtle, we have Harley, the heron, we have Wanda and Willie, the wood ducks, like they're all named. And like, when I see a heron fly over, I'm like, Harley, like seriously, like a little kid. Um, so naming the animals in my yard is a big one. (laughs) That's a huge one for me. Um, and it's just like, it brings me so much joy when they see him and like, you know, my husband will like, he was like, Hey, Harley's on the dock, you know, like it's, it's just funny. Um, and what else? Um, I color coloring is, is really big for me. Um, I started to sing again, um, which has been really big. That was one that um, I definitely like let be snuffed out and just didn't believe in myself in. So that's been, that's been a super fun reconnect for me. Um, I mean, writing the book is one in itself, telling the story, letting that little girl be shown in that story. Um, and telling her that everything that she felt and everything that she did and all of her reactions to it are okay is a huge part of it. Um, I talk to her a lot too. And I'm like, you're, you know, you're allowed to feel scared. You're allowed to feel all of the things that you felt. Um, and, and a lot of times when I allow it, those feelings shrink because all they want to do is be seen and allowed. Mm-hmm. Um, after years of being told that they can't be there. Um, and yeah, I mean, those are, those are, the big ones for me. Um, Oh, and then the closet thing, I just realized this, like the fact that I made my Zen den in a closet. Like I used to sit in my walk-in closet when I was a little kid and like just hang in there by by myself. And that's another one is like, I was definitely introverted and I tried to force myself to be the social butterfly and this extrovert. And like, I can, you know, I'm 
a speaker. I talk and I, I do like to do that. Um, but at the same time, like my space is so important to me and like being silent. And I mean, I talked about silence how many times, like silent and alone and it's, it's sacred and it's super, super special. So that's a big way that I've connected to her too. Mm -hmm. That's amazing. The inner child work. It's so good. (laughs) So It's, it's, everything yeah 100 yeah I I have uh my screensaver on my phone is a picture of me when I was like um seven or eight and I finally showed my mom this like the other week and she was like oh you were singing so much in that picture like you were just I had a Pez dispenser in my hand and I'm like using it as a (laughs) microphone I didn't know that I was like actually singing at it and I was like oh and that's like helping my inner child stuff too, because like my mom knows the stuff that I don't. Right. So it's been exactly been such a really good mind opening, heart opening experience going back to that little girl who just like wanted to play and dance and, you know, play in puddles and <laughs> do all those. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I totally agree. <laughs> Okay, so you and I are a part of a goddess mind. That's how we like finally connected. And then we just started like flowing, like I said at the beginning, through the interwebs with each other. Um, so mm-hmm. when you found yeah. the goddess mind, was that like, is it, it within the coaching path that you found like these containers? Like your own coaching? Yeah. Um, yeah. So, well, so the goddess mind was through my coaching path. So actually Rachel originally reached out to me when she and Chase were both at the lake house and they were talking and she was planning one of her goddess getaways. And she, she reached out to me about that. Um, I don't remember. It was something like big that I had going on the, the week of, of it. So like that one wasn't, I wasn't able to go. And I told her at that point, I was like a future one. I'm totally in like, that sounds amazing. Um, and that's the getaway that I just went on was, uh, one of Rachel's goddess getaways, which was amazing. Um, and then, yeah, the goddess mind, I was actually, so Kim, um, was my food coach. So Mm -hmm. I worked with her on nutrition, body image, um, a lot of like intuitive eating stuff. And she talked to me about the goddess mind and yeah, and I was all, all for it. It was like, for me, like it was not something that I've really done. I've never like gone like the women's group route. So like that was really cool and different for me. Um, Matt, so we were both in um, Matt's program too. That was, I mean, we're both in lifted coaches. That's definitely how our, our, how our Instagram worlds um, cross. But then when I got, um, when I stopped drinking, um, we started interacting a little bit more. So, um, so then we, he did like a webinar and I was like, all right, like, this is cool. Like it's a, you know, sober community and it's also, um, it's also in lifted and I love in lifted. So I'm, I'm all for this. So then I started actually working with him one-on-one first and then he launched his, his challenges and I've done all of them so far. So mm, that's so cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, so in 2020, when you started the coaching, that's just like brought you to all these different modalities and tools. I like to call them toys. 
Like instead of a tool, because yeah. a tool is like you're you need to be fixed. And toys like I get to take this out and play with it. And when I'm done, I put it in my toy box. And when I need it again, I go play with it. <laughs> and it's fun. I want and it. It's fun. Like, I, I want to use it. Like it's right? like usually when I need like a, a like a hammer or a screwdriver, it's like oh I have to fix something or hang something or like a toy. I told I love that. I'm stealing that. Right. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, as I'll, far as it can. <laughs> All, all the coaches that I've worked with are through and lifted. So, okay. um, yes, 100%. It's the start getting into and lifted and then branching out yeah. with different coaches and programs. And everybody has such cool tools, toys, <laughs> yeah. and uh, modalities, right? So, yeah. And like, it's, it's, you know, as much as everybody's using this, the same method, it's like, that whole like collaboration thing is what's so cool about working with different people too, is because like they've all had different experiences, right. And come from different backgrounds and we have different things in common. And it's like, I'm, I'm getting so much from each person. And also like, I feel like I'm also that whole energizing both ways thing where like I coach and it's energizing. Like I love that I can provide that as a client to people too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's uh it's the stuff that'll change your life <laughs> for sure. It is. And it is 100%. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm grateful that I've met you with, uh, within this journey. Cause we have like so much in common that I'm like, yes. this, this is a great connection and I'm very, very grateful for it. So, um, yeah, it yeah. took like 10 minutes, 10 minutes, I think another first spot got us my call where I'm like, yeah, she's a friend. She's cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I just have to come to the States and visit everybody. <laughs> I know. I know. I know. It's, it's, it's wild too. Like how it can be like so easy. Like I, you know, sometimes I'm like, oh, my phone, like technology. And then I'm like, I have such amazing friends because of technology that I w- wouldn't know existed for my whole life. So like, mm-hmm. I, I, I love it for that. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. It's so cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it awesome. Is, so sure. people are looking for you and uh, when are you launching the book? When does it officially come out into the world? The, so I, I sent back the updated manuscript, so I should have it. I will have it by um, midsummer. So my, my plan is to my, right now my plan is um, end of July launch. So amazing amazing yeah. did yeah. have you read big magic yet have you like i'm like 80 pages into it so yeah okay. i was just reading it this morning yeah yeah it's a, it was a great book for me for sure it's fantastic like, yes and like once you put it out there it's no longer yours is what i keep hearing from like other people who are writing books and i'm like what does that mean <laughs> yeah well because other people are going to use it right like i'm taking the the toys that I'm learning from big magic and applying those to my life. And, yeah. you know, and like, it's like the story that's mine is I'm giving it and I'm like, relate to it and take what works for you. And um, yeah, if you think it's trash, you think it's trash and I, it helped me and I know it's going to help, you know, that one, one person step closer to loving themselves and that's all that matters. So Mm-hmm. Well, I know because of you, like you specifically, that's where I'm like, why am I not writing a book? Cause I know a lot of people who no, have I written books, but like you specifically, I'm like, she's doing like, she's literally doing it while I'm in this container with her and I'm watching it. And it's so inspiring to just be like, what the fuck? Like, 
Just start writing. That's all you have to do. Just start that. writing. That's literally it. I had somebody recently be like, so can anybody just like write a book? I'm like, yeah. Like I sat down in my closet and started writing. I found a publisher and that's what I'm doing. So it is, it's, it's not, there's nothing stopping you. Like right. me, it's, it's yeah. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Okay. So if people want to find you, where do they find you? Yes. I, my website is clearheaded.me and then my Instagram, which I'm much more um, active, definitely like super responsive on it. Instagram is the.moment.your.in. Awesome. 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 And I'll, everything will be in the show notes. And if you want to go find Caitlin, then that's where she will be. And before I let everyone go, I asked them a question and for you, it's interesting the age that came up because I was like, oh, this is like, okay. So if you could go back and talk to your 12 year old self, what would you tell her? I would tell her when you are in alignment with yourself and when you are living a life that you are happy in, your health, your success, it's all effortless. Mm -hmm. And there is nothing in you that you should ever try to hide. Mm. Yeah. Full body chills with that one. I'm like, it's not that cold in here. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's good. (laughs) Yes. Great message. Thank you so much, Caitlin, for being on the Magic and Daily Endurance today and go check out this girl. And are you going to do like a pre-launch, pre-order for your book? Maybe? Yeah. Yes. Yes, I am. (laughs) Real time transpiration. (laughs) firing. Yes, for sure. I love it. Yes. Awesome. Okay. Thank you so much. I love and appreciate you. And uh, I cannot wait for this to just poof. Into the world. I love and appreciate you too. Thank you so much for having me. Hold up, friends, before you go, hit that review button and give this episode a five star review. Share it on your social media and do not forget to tag me. I will repost you. Let's spread the magic. Also, 2023 is upon us. Are you tired of the stories that you're telling yourself? Do you want to create your dream life? with that dream partner, that dream job, create better relationships within your life. Good news. You have the opportunity to work with me in 2023. I am offering free workshops throughout the year. Keep your eye on my Instagram, in-person workshops, sound sessions, and one-on-one coaching. If you are interested in changing your life in 2023, send me an email through the link in my bio or find me on Instagram, send me a DM. Let's make 2023 your best year yet. Until next time, ciao.